Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I'm your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about alternatives to timeouts. And for that, I have my very dear friend and nanny extraordinaire. I just am so in love with your nanny style, Katie Leineke. Hello, Katie. Hi, Martha. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm very well. I asked that, but we already had dinner together, so we I did. knew how she was. <laughs> and Katie did all my dishes. Because <laughs> I love to do dishes and I love Martha. I know, but it was so sweet. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, but anyway, alternatives <laughs> to time out. Uh, before we get started, uh, talking about that, I would love to hear a little bit about your background for new listeners, yes. although I will say you can go listen to a lot of old episodes, <laughs> and Katie has been on many of them because she is a crowd favorite and a favorite of my heart. Oh, thank you. I love being here. Um, I got started, I always babysat when I was little, but I got started nannying in Chicago about, I guess, six years ago now which is strange to say out loud. <laughs> right. Um, and I was nannying, and I was also acting at the time. I am no longer acting. And I found myself loving what I was doing with the children and not loving so much the acting part. And then the youngest of the child I was nannying for, the youngest child of the family I was nannying for, I uh, was going to kindergarten, and I was like, oh, man, wouldn't it be awesome to always have a job when they go to kindergarten? <laughs> And so I uh, went to school, and I put myself through school to uh, become a teacher, a preschool teacher. So I'm early childhood certified and educated, and um, I teach now from 8 to 2, and then I nanny from 2 to 6, although this is the summer, so I'm actually nannying 10-hour days for five days a week again. Woohoo! It's so good. I love it. <laughs> I know. I was uh, telling Katie over dinner that I am back up to 10 hour days, and you just have to rebuild your stamina. It's an endurance sport for sure. It really is. <laughs> it's And having both of them oh, yeah. for two hours mm -hmm. is just a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's also great yeah, because we yeah. get to go on adventures. It and I nice. love adventures. Yeah. They're my favorite. I know. I know that about you. <laughs> but in those 10-hour days, especially you guys are, you know, together all the time. They're with their siblings all the time. Discipline issues come up. Yes. Nice segue. Loved Thanks. it. <laughs> I 
It made it real smooth. <laughs> like Jiffy peanut butter. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so when those do happen, mm-hmm. we have had an episode about discipline. Yes. And if uh, you have not listened to that, dear listener, then please go listen to that. Yes. Either pause this and go listen or listen to it right after this because there's a lot of really wonderful yes. advice in that. Yeah. Um, I actually really love that episode. I'm not a timeout person. Um, I don't think they work. But Andrea was your guest mm-hmm. that week. And I loved pretty much every word that came out of her mouth. <laughs> I thought she was awesome. She's, she's done a, a couple really of great episodes with you. Yeah. And she's very wise and very um, funny and smart. So mm-hmm. give it a listen for sure. Yes. But if you would like just another option or you have found that timeouts are not effective Mm -hmm. with your kiddo, then here are some alternatives to timeouts. Welcome. Yeah. Okay. Um, First, if it's okay with you, I'd like to talk a little bit about why I think timeouts don't work. Yes. Um, And I sort of was guided this way in my schooling and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Um, so first of all, there are a lot of strong emotions involved when a child is upset where mm-hmm. you need a timeout for you as the nanny <laughs> and also for the child. Um, so that's one issue that's at play here. Um, there's also when you're having strong emotions and someone's like, timeout. Oftentimes there's a lack of understanding. The child's not quite sure what they did. Even if you think they know the rule, sometimes they're not quite sure what part was an infraction. They might right. need help knowing what it was. Um, third, it's it's actually withdrawal of love and attention, which mm-hmm. is um, teaching the child that if they do something wrong, someone's going to leave them, which right. I, I get is that's the punishment. Like, mm-hmm. I get that. Um, but that, that sort of makes for uh, somewhat unhealthy adults or, or even adolescents. Um, which I mean, we yeah. talked about in the boundary episode, which yeah. Katie was also on. Yeah. So if you have not listened to that, go listen to that <laughs> because that has a lot of really good right. advice about, uh, talking more about what withdrawal of love right. means do. Yeah. to a child and yeah. to an adult. And it can, it can mess with, um, attachment style. If, yes. If the child knows that you're going to leave them when they've done something bad, they're going to live their whole life bending over backwards pretty much to please other people, even when it makes them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, while you want your child, we all want the same things for the children we raise and help raise. And we want the child to be kind and successful and um, happy, right? Right, and yes. And safe. And there are ways Safe. To, that is right? also a very key word here. Yeah. Is, yeah. is helping them make safe choices. Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's an important thing about timeouts that that sort of doesn't sit well with me and then lastly you sort of end up with a warden prisoner dynamic going on um and i think i talked about it in the conflict episode you know little timmy when he scratches susan if you're like timeout timmy's not like yeah i should you know i shouldn't have scratched susan that's a really i don't (laughs) know what i was thinking next time i won't timmy's sitting there he's like I'm going to scratch her again, and maybe I'll scratch you, and I'm going to be smarter this time, and you're not going to see me. Just wait until I get off this chair, because the child's mad because you've you've withdrawn yourself, and that, right. that hurts even worse. Um, so I have found that timeouts can sometimes exacerbate issues. Mm-hmm. Um, the advantage of a timeout, obviously, is it gives everybody a chance to cool down. Right. Um, especially the way some timeouts are run where it's like you can't, you need to calm down mm-hmm. on the timeout chair. 
Um, so it, that is one of the advantages, but, yeah. um, I think there's a different way to do it. So when a you, real quick story yeah. about the timeout chair. So when <laughs> I personally was in preschool, yeah. they didn't call it a timeout chair. They called it, think about it. Chair? No, sit and watch. Ooh. And so I started at gymnastics. Mm-hmm. I think it was gymnastics. Maybe mom will write me and correct me. <laughs> um, but I started a new activity. Yeah. And it was my first day and I was joining into a class that was already in progress. Right. And so they said, why don't you sit and watch? And I burst into tears oh, because I thought I was in trouble <laughs> because that's what my preschool yes. called it. Yeah. And so I was like, what did they I do? Like, oh, it's the no, first we broke day. This, one. this one's broken. We need, a, we need a new child. Yeah. And so also be careful about what you call things. Absolutely. Because it matters to children. It does. And as an adult, you have a lot of power and um, wield it carefully really mm-hmm. is what's important here. Um yeah, and, and the other thing about that is when you're in a timeout, when you're not with the child, when they've done something wrong, or if they're in a sit, sit and think about a chair or a sit and watch chair, um, you're losing a chance to talk to the child about what went wrong because the time you place between the incident and the discussion uh, can be very hard to lose because you need that time to be like, hey, what's going on? Because sometimes children are really upset and they can't honestly tell you what happened when right. you're like, what happened? They're like, I don't know. You tell me. And you're like, okay, here's what I saw. What were you thinking when that happened? And um, anyways, but it's, it's an important time of learning. And you're actually, um, when you're taking a timeout, you're kind of taking that time away that could be used as a learning tool. So yeah. that's why I think timeouts are not the route for me and uh, maybe for you as a listener. Um, some people are like, does that mean you can't say no to the child? Does that mean the child has free reign? Right. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> that is not what that means. The child needs the boundaries. Yes. Yeah. Which we also talked about extensively in the boundaries episode. Yes. That boundaries are so important. Yes. It makes children feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so really it's about, step one is like, how can I prevent this behavior? Am mm-hmm. I doing something that's making the child less successful? Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be the first alternative to timeout <laughs> is looking around like if you have something, if you have like a bowl of candy on the counter and your problem is the kid keeps taking candy maybe move the bowl of candy and right. help them be more successful. Um, sometimes there are other situations where a child is struggling to be successful. Maybe there there's only one really coveted toy in the room or if you're mm-hmm. in a nanny share. Um, there are ways to, to help that. You can, not that you should always get a second toy, but you can supply things that help children in sticky spaces so that they're able to or know that the set up a system where the child knows that it's going to be right. five minutes right. with Charlie and then five minutes with Susie yeah, and yeah. things like that. And let's basically like equip them with the tools mm-hmm. to talk about it. Um, in the preschool classroom, we, we basically give them a script because I, I teach threes and fours, so they're real little. Like, when mm-hmm. they come in in the start of the year, they're some of them were like, they had just turned three. Oh. Uh, they were sweet, but it was it was an interesting... Yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't expect them to be such little babies. Mm-hmm. But um, we You had, forget that yeah. just turned three is... Yeah. It's just, it, they literally just did it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they uh, we had to give them the words, and that's part of um, a way to have an alternative to timeouts is to, to give your child a script to mm-hmm. say, like, Oh, well, we're upset. Okay. 
let's talk about what happened. Or you could say, oh, I see you want that toy. What can you say to mm-hmm. Martha? Like, Martha, I really wanted to use that microphone, and then you took it. So it might be as simple as, I, can I use that when you're done? And then they say, like, yes, usually usually all children right. are like, yeah, you can use it when I'm done. And then, <laughs> but it's going to be a yeah. couple hours. Well, and then the next question right. is, how many minutes? Right. And then the child can say, this helps if you're around for it. Right. Because <laughs> they'll be like, 15. And you'll be like, choose five and under. Choose yeah. something between five and down. And then you're not ripping something away from the other child, first of all, because that's going to create a mm-hmm. rift in their social relationship. <laughs> and um, secondly, the other child is learning. They're both learning the words you can say when you want something. Right. And they're learning that because you want something and or because I want something and you have it doesn't mean that we can't be friends. We can right. talk it through. Like, yeah. this is, there's a way to resolve this that doesn't involve <laughs> me hitting you or stealing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so setting them up for success that way is a really powerful tool. Um, that's sort of before the conflict happens, though. So um, there are things you can do after the conflict has already happened. Um, one that I love is uh, time in mm-hmm. or cool down time. And that's, it's like basically a timeout, but you don't go away. Right. So um, instead of withdrawing your love, you say, okay, like let's take some cold out time. They can read a book. You can read a book to them. They can take it alone if they want. You can mm-hmm. say like, do you want me to come with you? And most of the time they say yes, because they are children who are dealing with emotions that are hard. Right. And they need someone to help them. But I will say when I work with older children and they are struggling with this because I do the same thing, um, is that they often will say, I would like some time in my room. Yeah, Yeah. I would like some time. Which is great to think about this. Because you're teaching them to advocate for what they want. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say, though, I'm an adult, and sometimes I need... Most of the time, I want time by myself, but yeah. sometimes I'm like, I need someone to pull me out of this hole. I'm yes. in a bad mood. No, um, and they always... I yeah. always say, we are going to have to talk about it. Yeah, when you're done. When yeah. you're... Yeah. yeah, you let me know when yeah. you want to come talk about it. And but. that's the advantage. So, a time in, you get to... Um, be there, you help them calm down first, and then you can have like a guidance talk, which we go over in the conflict resolution episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so go listen to that. You should, it'd be great. Um, which is basically like, hey, like what? Like listening to their side, A, also no one's wrong. Right. Um, listening to what they were thinking. And um, then from there, you sort of go like, what, what do you think we could do next time? Like, mm-hmm. I understand why you hit Steve, but I can't let you hit Steve because that's dangerous. You could, like, it hurts Steve. It's not good for you to hit people because then you learn something that is going to get you in trouble and you're going to hurt your friends and it'll be sad. So what do you think we could do instead? Mm -hmm. And then this is a good trick. You count to 20 in your head quietly by (laughs) yourself and wait for them to come up with something. And um, pretend like you're thinking. Do some good things. But Katie, but Katie, but Katie, but Katie, what if they immediately respond with... I don't know. Then you could say, okay, well, let's think about it some more. Mm-hmm. And, and then like, you count to 20. Go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, oh. you can't see, but we're both making thinking faces. Mm-hmm. We're we look looking awesome. up. Yeah. Um, maybe shake your head a little bit. Squint your, your eyes. <laughs> put, a, put a finger to your lips. Um, if you have a mustache, I don't know. Yeah. For, the, for the male nannies out there, just like, you know, twirl your mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, just... Just pretend to think and, yeah. and maybe really do think. Um, oftentimes you actually know a good solution, <laughs> right. so you maybe don't need to. Um, and then you can throw out ideas. Nobody's wrong, again. 
But if they're like, well, next time I could I could step on his toe, you'd be like, <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, you could. But then that's you know, then he could get hurt, and then that's the same thing. That's kind of like you hitting him. So let's keep thinking. Mm-hmm. And then once they have thought of something that's acceptable um, and appropriate, you'd be like, you know what? That's a really great idea. Let's let's try that next time. Yeah. And then they have the tools. You've actually worked through the problem with them. You've helped them calm down, which is also a process that people need to learn. You don't, you're mm-hmm. not born knowing how to learn or learn knowing how to calm down, just like you're not born knowing how to share. Right. You're not. Um, you need to learn it. In so, fact, evolutionarily, it makes no sense to share. Yes. No, it makes no It's It's part of what keeps a social society happy mm-hmm. and um, comfortable. So, yeah, way back in evolution, it was not beneficial. Now no, it's beneficial. Now it's beneficial. So, Although I've, I've been listening yeah. to Sapiens, <laughs> and you? they talked about how that that transition from yeah like being alone to being together yeah was huge it's it's important it's hard though it is uh, and each generation has to learn again absolutely and and adults even have to relearn it too Mm -hmm. and it's I mean I don't share well with things like my boyfriend like I don't want to have you know an additional (laughs) some people do and that's great like that's just not something I like to share um, but you're also, both clear on that. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, allowing children to have things that maybe they don't need to share all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll also make them more willing if you don't rip it out of the child's hand. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes with the with the how many minutes, they'll be like, five. And you'll be like, cool, should I set a timer? And they're like, yeah. And then after, like, a minute, they're like, here you go. Uh-huh. Because you didn't make them hand it over. Right. Um, and that gives them a chance to be successful there. Um I also will say redirect, 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 even before your your time ends and your cool downs. Um, like, if you can, if you, today I did that. There was a little girl I was with. She was she was playing counter sliding, and I was like, you're not playing that in my head. That's the first thing I thought. That's the first <laughs> thing I said. And so instead I was like, oh, man. I thought about it, and I was like, oh, she's bored. She's right. waiting for me to cook her dinner. And so I was like, oh. I have a really hard job. I don't know if you can do it, but do you want to try it? And she's like, what is <laughs> nice. it? And I was like, there are the sheets to the guest bed. They're down in the dryer. It's going to be so hard. Do you think you can take them out of the dryer <laughs> and bring them up? It's okay if you can't. And you might not be able to because it's really, really difficult. And she was like, oh, I can do it. And then she like <laughs> hopped off the counter and went downstairs very proudly. Mm-hmm. But if you can redirect, even if it's like we've had students before who love to drum on just everything. Uh-huh. So And like usually they're drumming on loud things, but you're like, during circle time, you can drum on this pillow as much as you want. You can pat on the ground, on the carpet. You can pat on your legs. These are the places where you can drum. Right. Um, so taking whatever the impulse is, if it's a safe impulse, and right. allowing them to do it, or if it's a safe impulse that they're doing in a not safe way, giving them the opportunity to do it safely because it's it's some kind of need that they're feeling in their body. Right. And so giving them a chance to do it in a way where it meets the need, but it also meets your needs for safety and order and, you know, like mm-hmm. lack of general chaos. Or just like headache. Yeah. <laughs> headache yeah. needs. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> a lot of rules get created, I think, for headache needs. I swear. I think uh, hide and seek is that. Oh. I, I discovered once I was hiding in a closet and they were looking for me and I was like, oh, this game was invented by grown-ups who want quiet time. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I always say I'm going to count to 60 to give you extra time. Yeah. And that's so that I get to close my eyes for 60 that's seconds. that's beautiful. That's, a, that's meeting your own need. And I say, oh, really use this time to find a really, really good spot. I'm a super good finder. I'm so good at it. So I'm going to find you really quickly. I but love it. That's brilliant. <laughs> like, don't hide in the first place you come to. Yeah, I know. Go to the third place, yeah. you think. Because that'll be the first place I come to as mm-hmm. well. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. Very clever. Yeah. Yeah, it's helpful. It's helpful. It super is. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, redirect we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my catchphrase. I use it with I use it with adults and I use it with children. <laughs> um, tell me more. Yes. And uh, it's different for adults than it is for children. But it's, it's really just an information-gathering experience because a lot of times what you think might be intentional misbehavior um, is not actually that. and that, So I'm going to get into that. I hesitated because I use the phrase misbehavior, mm-hmm. and in early childhood, we don't use that phrase. Oh, we okay. use mistaken behavior. Okay. Um, and that helps you to think about why the child is acting the way the child is acting because most times, even if thinking about myself or yourself, listener, or Martha, you. Or me. Yeah. When when we are acting out, usually it's because we have something going on mm-hmm. that is not being met, like some kind of fear or sadness. Something's causing us to act out, mm-hmm. and we don't quite know what it is, or maybe we do, um, but it helps you to look for the need behind the behavior. So why is the child acting this way? Um, there are three levels of mistaken behavior. The first one is called experimentation, and it's like, uh-huh. part of it is just like, oh, I wonder what happens if I put this broom out here right while Sally rides by <laughs> on her bike. What will happen? And they, they really, there's no malice. They're just yeah. curious, like, what will happen if I take this from my brother and stick it in the Lego bin and swish it all yeah. behind the Lego? <laughs> Which um, is such a great thing and that curiosity is something that we foster all the time and so it is I can totally see why they do that of course well and that's how they learn too it's like you said we want them to interact with the world we want them to be hands-on and so for things like that you don't I mean like make sure your reaction matches what happened Um, and if there's no malice involved maybe a simple like you know hey like that's unsafe just so you know Right. This is why. You just learned why. Mm-hmm. Um, and then help them After to make... tend to Sally, yeah. who has flipped yeah. over her bike handles. And help them make it right with Sally. Yeah. Because that's a really important part about working through, um, like, a consequence, if you will. Mm-hmm. You need to check on someone. Mm-hmm. Um, pause on the mistaken behavior. There are, there are natural consequences and logical consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the two types of consequences you should apply to the situation with children especially, I think always, but also with children mostly. Um, so a natural consequence, I think we've talked about this before, haven't we? I think on in, the podcast? on the boundaries episode, okay. I believe. So uh, like a natural consequence, if you're tilting your chair backwards and you fall over, I do not need to punish you. Gravity has punished you. Mm-hmm. We're good. Mm-hmm. I just be like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened. Oh, like stubbing your toe when you're jumping around. Like, right. oh, that's happened to me. That's so bad. I don't need to punish you because right. the laws of our earth have done that. <laughs> um... And then a logical consequence is when you, like, okay, so you've colored on the table. I don't make you clean all the tables. I don't make you write, I won't color on the table. Right. I don't make you do the dishes. I don't put you on timeout. I don't, like, I, I do something that makes sense. The, like, the crime, quote, mm-hmm. unquote, has to fit the punishment. Yeah. Um, so 
it's not really a punishment. You're actually giving the child a chance to make it right. Yeah. So, which is, wouldn't our society be so nice if people uh, had to make things right instead of just, you know, paying got money? And, yeah, exactly. Um, because that's what a lot of adults end up doing. Yeah. And I think that some of that stems from the child oh, yes. childhood of you have to pay like you don't get your allowance yeah. or you have to pay so much yeah. to Exactly. And there are logical consequences that of to having with, to yeah. pay for like, things. Oh, you broke the sprinkler. This right. these are all from my real life. Yeah. <laughs> um, you broke your dad's friend's sprinkler by using it too aggressively. This is not the child I nanny for, but another child. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there goes your tooth fairy money. Right. Because you, you need to, to pay buy. towards the sprinkler because you can't you can't break other people's things and not help pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like a that's a logical consequence. Right. It makes sense to the child. It's easy to see the line between them because if you give them a, a punishment like okay, scrub the floors. Um, you didn't. You you pushed your brother. Like that makes no sense. The child does not understand. We're trying to teach them cause and effect. So right. you want it to make sense to the child. And back to the repeating sentences. Mm-hmm. Ever since. Harry Potter book five came out and uh, Harry had to write and it bled. It made yes. his own hand bleed. Yes. Uh, I like that was enough for me to be like, oh, as a child, because I read it the year yeah. it came out to be like, oh, this is a terrible punishment. I always it, knew it was, it, but it I was no like, sense. It, it the, make any the sense. child again, the child is thinking of you as a warden. They're the prisoner mm-hmm. and they're not learning from you. Don't um, make yourself Professor yes. Umbridge. Yes. And no... No learning comes from you can't learn if you're not in a loving, positive, warm relationship. Right. And if you're if you're um, assigning discipline in a way that is not making sense to the, and, and without love, mm-hmm. it's very hard for the child to actually gain any knowledge and make things right. And that should be part of the consequence process: is how do I make this right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and that goes into, like, not saying sorry, not being forced to say sorry, because children learn, like, oh, I can just say sorry, and then I don't have uh-huh. to be sorry, I don't have to do anything. It's very cheap. Right. But when they have to think about somebody else, they have to they have to use their empathy skills, mm-hmm. and they have to go, okay, well, what would I want if I had been hurt, if my friend stole my, I don't know, cheesecake and smushed it in the ground? <sighs> what would I want? Maybe I would want a new piece of cheesecake, or maybe I would want a hug, or even sometimes we're like, why don't you ask your friend what would make them feel better? Yeah. Because nobody knows better than your friend. Mm -hmm. Um, So we do that a lot. And that's another excellent alternative to timeouts is, like, remedying the situation. Right. Um, Unpause on mistaken behavior. (laughs) Okay, great. Okay, uh, so level one was uh, experimentation. Level two is socially influenced, and that's where you get, like, my brother pushes me, and I'm going to push this person, or I've learned this word from my parents, and now I'm going to say this word, (laughs) or um, superhero play comes in here. So Mm -hmm. you see it a lot on playgrounds, or um, I'm sure all of you have seen it, Mm -hmm. where they're, like, (laughs) hitting each other, and they're like, I'm Superman, and you're like, "Mm, maybe maybe we could all be superheroes together who fight an invisible enemy. Which is a great redirection of the desire to play superheroes or just be like, you can play superheroes and supervillains, but you need to not touch each other's bodies. Well, and something that I do, depending on the age of the child, but I talk about, because I am an actress, I talk about, you know what, in acting, we have fight choreography, so we make it look 
Like we're fighting. <laughs> Perfect. That's a great But example. we never touch each other's yeah. body. And we start out really slow. <laughs> and I'm like, so imagine that I pressed slow motion <laughs> on your fight and let's see how it looks without ever touching that's brilliant and then we like and then I'm like okay now in acting yeah. now we speed it up a little bit more at a time totally. and then yeah. and then I I gosh we, it takes a while <laughs> that's good that burns an afternoon you got 10 hour days now yeah. you gotta keep going exactly that's but weird. that that's and then and then I, sometimes, depending again, depending on the age, but sometimes I show them yeah. like how to do one fight yeah. choreography move, like a real one, and uh, or I teach them about the nap, which yeah. is the sound. Somebody else sometimes makes the nap, yeah. which is the sound of being hit. Yeah. Sorry if anyone was falling asleep. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. If nap. you're driving, you're welcome. Nap to stop your nap. <laughs> um, oh, lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much. So funny. <laughs> um, but anyway, and so I I do some fight choreography yeah. with them and teach them about how we have to keep, like, your most important job as a fight choreographer or a fighter on stage is to keep your partner safe. Yeah. Well, and that helps them think about the other person, too, mm-hmm. which is really powerful. And you're, you're teaching the child that they can handle this, that they can handle these special moves that build self-esteem, which mm-hmm. also helps them. When you're building self-esteem in a child, you're helping them to um, want to behave in a way where they're going to be positively reinforced. Actually, Martha and I, <laughs> we were at dinner. We basically had these podcasts already. We did. Because we were talking about our own lives. Uh, but Martha was like, I'm just trying to catch them and positively reinforce, you know, and like uh, just like try to encourage them, even though some of the moments are few and far between. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, and like fireflies, you it goes catch them, catch them, catch them in the twilight. Well, and that's good because it teaches the child that they're going to be recognized for these positive mm-hmm. behaviors. Because the other thing is, sometimes you get into these negative behavior patterns where um, your primary interaction with the child is to redirect their negative behavior. And I say redirect, but I mean like punish or right. or admonish. And that actually teaches the child that to get attention, they need to like pinch someone or hit someone so spending one-on-one time with each child is actually really important Mm -hmm. to um sort of meet the needs before they need attention in a way that uh they seek it that's not good for them or for you or your sanity or for any other children and that was something that as i was researching this i read over and over oh yeah is like if they are acting out, that is a signal to you yeah. that you need to put twice as much effort into spending time with yes. them, making them feel valued, yeah. and that is a signal that you should at least double yeah. your positive yeah. reinforcement. They, they say you need uh, two to every one. I've also heard three to every one mm-hmm. positive to negative interactions to have a healthy relationship. Think about your bank account, friends. <laughs> if you're only deducting, like yeah. if you're only doing the negative you're you're going to end up in the red. You're going to end up overdrawn, and you can't. Nobody wants to give you money. Like nobody right. wants to like help you in any ways, or you know. Uh, but if you're constantly putting positive in, you have a lot when you need to withdraw something because mm-hmm. there is a an infraction, if you will, or like something that's a big issue. Right. You can do some withdrawing, and yeah. the positive relationship is still there to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, listen to I listen to Martha's podcast, <laughs> and I also listen to a relationship podcast, mm-hmm. and they uh, it was really interesting. They were talking. I'm not married, but they talked about the marriage fitness program, mm-hmm. and uh, the idea of it was instead of focusing on the negative that's happening in your relationship, instead of 
rehashing it and going over it over and over and over again, what you should actually do is pause that temporarily, build some healthy habits and good relationship over here. Mm-hmm. So you, you're establishing goodwill with that person or that child. Right. So that makes a lot of sense that they're like, build up your relationship mm-hmm. before you try to teach. Because again, no learning happens outside of a positive, loving, warm relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And anger physically changes our brain for yes. like the time that you're yes. angry. You cannot think rationally. Absolutely. And so just also keeping that in mind yeah. that if it is coming from a place of a tantrum, yes, then until they have calmed down and feel safe, mm-hmm. they they literally can't understand yeah. the lesson you're trying to yeah. teach them. No matter how well you're imparting it, yes, timing is everything. Yeah, they much they like fight choreography. <laughs> and please keep each other safe. Yeah, even when you're angry. No, uh, anger is a secondary emotion, mm-hmm. and it, it never comes first. It usually covers up something that is more more troublesome to feel, right? Like more painful, like sadness fear. or embarrassment or fear or anxiety or not feeling good enough or or just feeling... Shame. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so anger comes next because you're trying to protect yourself. And again, if you think about evolution, mm-hmm. it, it keeps other people away from these sensitive spots. Mm-hmm. And so when you... Think about your nanny child who's having troubles, or even your adult loved ones. This is good, good all around, friends. Yep. <laughs> um, I often use the skills I learned to work with children on adults because we're all just big, big children. So, yep. um, yeah, when you think about like, okay, what is really happening? What what happened right before they got mad? Like, mm-hmm. what what's the real need under here? Um, you actually will go a really long way in resolving issues like you would never believe, so quickly, so kindly, um, full of love and affection. Uh, and that sort of is, uh, so mistaken behavior number three is strong unmet needs. And mm-hmm. those are usually like much stronger than you can um, handle on your own. Sometimes right. they're like childhood depression or um, childhood anxiety and that's, mm-hmm. or, or autism. You know, there's mm-hmm. many things that need to be Or if there's school age learning yeah. disabilities that Absolutely. have not been diagnosed yes. yet. And so you see that that's more serious. The third mm-hmm. level is the most serious, and you need to maybe get some other help involved. But when you think about it, they're all really some kind of unmet need. Mm-hmm. So thinking about it from that perspective helps you to be compassionate and loving. Um, and that's another thing is, like, just just practice some empathy right. and try to think about how they're feeling, if they're feeling embarrassed in front of their friends because sometimes you've had a hard day at work, and if you come home to your loved ones, and they're like, you didn't do the dishes, and you didn't do the laundry, and why didn't you put your coat away? You just threw it on the floor. You're going to be like, "You, I, I need you to get out of my face. <laughs> right. I love you, but go away, please. Yeah. Um, and that's the same. Children have the same feelings. They're, they have the same feelings and less skills right. than adults. So trying to think about it from that perspective and looking at them with love goes a really long way. For sure. Yeah. Can you go over those three different tiers again? Yes. Just like a, briefly, because we <laughs> not broken up between we like, diatribe. Yeah. Um, so level one is experimentation, which is like no malice. They're just right. just testing it to see what happens. Like what happens if I put soap in the pool? Right. Or you know all sorts of fun things. Um, what happens if I put the cat in the dryer? Which hopefully no one does. Oh, but you know they're just but, curious. Yeah. Um, Level two is socially influenced, and that, you know, that can come from parents, siblings, TV, friends. They could be being bullied and turning around and bullying somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly, like, has to do with 
the interactions they're having somewhere else in their life. Um, level three is strong unmet needs that usually needs the assistance of a professional of some kind who can right. help out. Great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, my last thing, too, is uh, tell them what they did right. So yeah. so often we're like, and this goes for rules, too, like no running, no yelling. Instead, you can be like walking feet. If you can mm-hmm. phrase it in a positive way, you should because mm-hmm. we often tell children what they can't do, but then they're like, well, what can I do? Can I skip? Right. Can I jump? Can I hop? Can I, you know, like, please clarify what yeah. you want me to do. And so um, if you're having trouble with children coloring on the walls, you can say, like, Markers are for paper. Right. Markers go on paper. And then they know, like, okay, that's where I put that. Or, mm-hmm. like, um, gentle touches, friendly touches. If you can phrase it in a positive way, that, that helps the child actually know because guess what? They're learning everything about <laughs> yeah. the world. I just had a, a day with a little one, and uh, she had sort of gotten into it with her dad right before he left for work. Oh, and then the she worst. was, like, trying to salvage her dignity with, with anger and, mm-hmm. like, fierceness. She was like, I don't care. I don't care. And uh, and it's hard because as the caregiver, you're like, oh, man, this is going to explode. Right. And I'm here now yeah, for right 10 hours. You. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, but she, her dad leaves. She kept it together. And then she's putting on sunscreen. And she just, like, she just loses it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's interesting to find those moments and try to be like, it's okay. Like, I know you're frustrated. And, like, looking at what has happened, like, she's, she's very good at telling me what she does or doesn't want to. Yeah, but so she's been helpful. working on this yes, for a while. for a long time. And giving them the ability to tell them how the, tell you how they want to be treated. You mm-hmm. know, like, do you want me to stay? Do you want me to go? Like, let's cool down. Um, there are lots of cool-down techniques, too, that you can do that help children do some deep breathing so they're actually ready to listen to you yeah. when it's time to talk or when you just need them to cool down really quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's important to learn those and have them in your tool bag mm-hmm. and practice them so you, when the time comes, you can use them even though you're stressed out too. I just got a Fitbit. Yeah. And my Fitbit does a breathing exercise. Oh. You can set it for two or five minutes. That's awesome. Uh, and I haven't used it with a kid yet, but I'm curious to oh, see yeah. if, like, because it vibrates when you're supposed to either breathe out or breathe in. That's awesome. And it's it's really cool, and you can also for the first it's meditative. It is. Yeah. It's a two minute like meditation for the first thirty seconds. It actually shows you how you're breathing, which I don't know how it knows. I guess because of my blood. <laughs> I don't know. I'm very curious Fairies. about the science behind Unicorns. it. Yeah, magic. Something like that. <laughs> and then and then you're supposed to breathe in like time yeah. with it, yeah. and so and it really does it work. And I'm interested to see. If it would work on a kid's wrist. I bet it would. I bet it would, too. Yeah, and also, I mean, there's even, they can breathe with you while you're wearing it. That's or, true. Um, I did the five candles, and this is from an OT. Um, what is an OT? Uh, it's an occupational therapist. Thank which, you. Um, is a, a person who helps children who maybe struggle socially, how mm-hmm. to behave in, in groups or with um, their friends or... Like, they do play therapy, and it's really helpful for the children to know what they can do and give right. them the tools, um, like children who have trouble calming down. Uh, so the, this OT was like, I have five candles, blow them out. Mm-hmm. And so you put up your fingers, and the child blows, and at first they're like, and then you're like, really blow. It's a trick candle. They're like, 
<laughs> and then they start breathing deeply. By the time they've blown out the candles, they're they're usually ready to talk. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of magical. It, breathing is magical. Yeah, it is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. I it I just because I've been doing more yoga lately too. It yeah. just it it, it centers calms you. you down. Yeah. It centers you. You can think more clearly. Absolutely. Because your brain has more oxygen, exactly, and and, <laughs> and you also we're quiet yeah. and not trying to fix anything. Yeah. You were just focused on yeah. breathing yeah. and gave your brain a break yeah. for a minute yeah. to like be like, I don't have to deal with this problem right now. Absolutely, I'm just focused on breathing. And, and you then know, when you come back to it, absolutely. you're better equipped. It, and it keeps you from knee-jerking, mm-hmm. from, from having the knee-jerk reaction. Because And no one's perfect. You're never going to nail it 100% of the time. So give yourself a lot of grace, especially if you're trying to change the way you handle these situations with children, this discipline. You're um, all going to have knee-jerk. And we all have hot, like red-hot emotional triggers. And the kids, they know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they find them. They know. Oh, they do. Yeah. And Every so, yeah. but modeling too, like, um, when you're upset, mm-hmm. maybe being like, I didn't do some deep breathing. Like you could use your Fitbit and that would mm-hmm. be a great way for them to see because they are little sponges and they do absorb what you do, which is both great and terrifying mm-hmm. about them. So, uh, using that power for good and not for evil, yep. uh, is a, is a wonderful tool. Yes, it is. Another thing just to add on is I know a lot of times when these clashes happen Mm -hmm. and you are angry, uh, like you as a nanny are feeling angry, there is sometimes this, we lose track of our own words. Yes. And sometimes we say things that we don't mean. Mm -hmm. uh, And most nannies are, are... in control, but yep. there's there's this area that I have caught myself mm-hmm. doing in the past, which is labeling a child, yeah, um, especially something that seems perhaps harmless, yeah, like you're a mess, yeah, uh, when they have gotten messy playing yeah. outside or something like yeah. that, and just shifting that language away from, gosh, you're a mess. To wow, you got so messy. Yeah, you know things like that because I think that that time between uh, mistaken yeah. behavior yeah. and talking it out, yeah, and and when you've calmed down, yeah, there's it's such fertile ground for labels that you don't actually think about the consequences Absolutely. of. Did and you, so just to did be you careful. tell the Brene Brown story? Yeah. I was going to say, did we talk about it? So for a moment, I was like, I was like looking away from Martha and I was like, I, I don't know if we talked about it. No. And then I was like, no, she said it on the podcast. I did say it on the podcast, <laughs> which is sometimes so how we have to talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like labeling in, in early childhood education, they're like labeling is disabling. Yeah. And it is. It's offensive. When someone tries to label you as an adult, you're like, what do you know about me? Like, I'm sorry. I've been getting to know me for 28 years. (laughs) So how dare you tell me what I am? So get in line in the back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's so frustrating when you have someone who barely knows you or even someone who knows you fairly well to say something about you that you disagree with about yourself. Mm -hmm. That's very painful. Yes. Um, and, and kind of arrogant, if I yeah. do say so myself. Right. Um, but, yeah, words mean a lot. And um, being able to – I have said once before, what was it? I was I was mad. And this is not a bright, shining moment for me, so, <laughs> so bear with me, friends. 
Um, and I, I think crying is great. And I tell mm-hmm. children, like, you know what's great about crying is, like, literally your stress hormones come out your tears. Yeah. Fun fact. It's amazing. So mm-hmm. I'm always like, it's okay to cry. It's good for you, actually. Because um, your body's ridding yourself of that stress hormone. Um, because toxic stress is a real thing. And yeah. it affects your brain development, actually. You can lose IQ points if wow. you live in toxic stress constantly. Hmm. Um, so anyways, so... We were, I don't remember now, we were, it was a a child and I, and we were like having some kind of a conflict. It wasn't a huge deal, but the child was like really ramping it up Mm -hmm. and I felt myself getting frustrated and uh, I was like, I, I was setting a boundary Mm -hmm. and I said like, I would be happy to talk about this with you, but I, I will not talk with you if you're screaming or crying. And then I said, I took a deep breath and I was like, actually, that's not true. I won't talk to you if you're screaming, but mm-hmm. I will talk to you if you're crying. I'm sorry I said that. Yeah. Crying is good. <laughs> but giving yourself space to go back and be like, you know what? I really screwed that one up, kids. Right. Like, and kids are so forgiving. So that's they actually are. a really wonderful place to practice. They they don't hold it against you. Uh, and you're you. modeling. Yeah, absolutely. That you oh, can yes. say something and then realize yes. that you misspoke, yes. that misspeaking is a real thing, yeah. and you can correct it. And and showing them love in those moments mm-hmm. when when you're mistaken or they're frustrated goes a really long way. Today I saw, so uh, I picked two children up from camp, and this little one who is not mine regularly, but I have babysat for before mm-hmm. many times and done weekend sits for she has chew bracelets because she has some sensory needs. Mm-hmm. And um, she lost them on their field trip. Oh, oh and she's no. devastated. And this little girl that I also had, who I was with for the day, she they're like best buds, like just best buds. And um, they've been trading off seats in my car because there's like a coveted seat, which is oh. like the guest seat usually. Mm-hmm. But they've been trading off because we're carpooling. And it was um, the girl I'm usually with. It was her turn to pick. And they always choose the coveted seat when it's their right. turn. She was like, I was like, you guys have to remind me whose turn is it today? And the little girl was like, well, it's my turn, but she can have that seat if she wants to. Which is so, it was like, I was like, that is the nice. Did you thing. cry? I almost would. <laughs> yeah, but it was really sweet. And it's something that we've been doing for a long time. When she's upset, I'm like, you know what, if you want, like anytime she's, we're having like an issue where she's like frustrated and I'm like, I don't love that tone. Could you please change it? Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, I need a hug. Even if I'm like frustrated with her, I'm like, I have plenty of hugs for you. Right. I have a lot. I save them up all weekend when I'm gone, you know, yeah. and that sort of resets the, the switch because children need to know that you love them in the moments of conflict because sometimes they don't know. They're, yeah. they're just, if they're four, they're just 48 months old. They've mm-hmm. only been on the planet for 48 months. Yep. Not that long, friends. And that was another thing that I read is yeah. when you, in that moment, yeah. when you are like, oh, this would be a moment that I would give a timeout, but I'm trying something new, yeah. is one of the things you can try is right in that moment, offer a hug. Yeah. And offer is the key word there. Yeah. Do not force a oh, hug. Oh, yeah, never, ever. Never, ever force a hug. But offering a hug. Yeah. And it, it in the article, was like, this might seem counterintuitive. Yeah. But it's not. Absolutely. <laughs> because if, it if you connects yourself, you. It usually ramps the child up. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah. you're like, I'm mad and I'm going to the other room. They're like, Ooh, right. you know, they lose it. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, being there with them, that that also shows them that love abides mm-hmm. and love will stay with you. 
when it's not easy. Right. And that's something we should all learn. Yes. Um, also, another fun fact over <laughs> yeah. here. Sorry, I'm so dweeby. For no, me. I love uh, it. A 20 second hug will release oxytocin in the brain of mm-hmm. both participants if you're hugging. And that, that is enough. I literally, I've been counting recently. Uh-huh. So they're like, that back, I was like, cool, let me see. And so I've been hugging people for 20 seconds and counting in my brain. Um, sometimes out loud, if it's somebody who I've told it to, like my parents, I went home for Father's Day and I was like, one, two, three. <laughs> and they were like, you're ridiculous. Um, and you actually feel happier yeah. by the end of the 20 seconds. It's it's very surprising, but it, mm-hmm. it releases the bonding hormone and it, it's another opportunity. Wouldn't it be nice to get closer in conflict instead of further away? Mm-hmm. I yep. think so too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, completely I agree. Yeah. Uh, well, awesome. Any other thoughts? I mean, I just love, love them and think about how challenging, whatever the situation, just use your brain friends. And, Mm -hmm. and there, I can understand timeouts. Um, I have not always been a timeout free person, so I understand them. I think there's a compassionate way to use them. Yes. Um, no judgment if you do, but I think that these, I have found these to be way more effective because they treat the underlying need and also you're giving them the ability to handle things differently the next time. So you're preventing mm-hmm. it, um, which is really great. Then it's like you don't even have to give them the timeout because right. you've given them the skills to keep them out of timeout, right. um, which is also really powerful to do as well. So. And go into each day assuming that every <laughs> everyone is going to, to try their best. Yeah. Well, and that's to that goes back to the tell me more. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, children will give you an answer, and you'd be like, mm, I don't really know what like how you got there. So if you just if you withhold your yes or no, or that's right or that's wrong, go tell me more. <laughs> Sometimes they surprise you because their answer makes sense in their brain. They explain right. their thought process, and you're like, okay, yeah, I see how you got there. Right. Or like tell me more. And they're like, well, I wasn't trying to, I was trying to carry this there. And then, you know, this happened and then I got really frustrated and you can, it it helps you to be more compassionate when you know more about what they were feeling. Right. And to know the instigating moment. Yeah. Because a lot of times we can miss that. Yes. Yeah. And you're training them to be able to do that with spouses and coworkers and best friends and siblings and parents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, any bosses, any important relationship, you're training them to work through that. And I think most of most connection happens when you're open and when you're sharing what's happening with you. So you're helping them to know that it's safe to do that. And it, that again, lays the groundwork for like, Hey mom, or Hey nanny, if you're still the nanny, (laughs) um, I'm at a party and these kids are doing X, Y, and Z and I don't feel comfortable. Could you please pick me up? Or Hey, I was drinking, and now I don't think I should drive. I know I shouldn't have done it. Can you please come and get me? Mm-hmm. And and that's that's life saving. Yeah. So if you can, literally yes, if you can teach them now and reward them for honesty, and you know help them to engage with other humans in conflict in a way that's positive, and and get them closer to the other person instead of farther away. What a wonderful gift that you've right. given them to be a successful adult. Totally. I completely agree. Uh-huh. I feel I feel better. <laughs> I feel like I've had each other. a 20-second hug. <laughs> um, well, wonderful. Well, if you have 
questions mm-hmm. about alternatives to timeouts or really anything because Katie is an all-encompassing expert I have found. <laughs> That's so nice of you. Please write in to chroniclesofnania at gmail.com and I will try to help and then I will also <laughs> forward it to Katie and we will put our brains together. It'll be an excuse for us to hang That's out. Awesome. And we always love those. That's true. And uh, we will try to get your needs met. Yeah, and also if you have other ideas please we're always wanting to learn or even yes. if you have you disagree with something we don't shy away from that no and we conflict I love, is I, good yes it is uh, <laughs> and i love to i love to hear more um also side note martha said that conflict is good because of the conflict resolution <laughs> episode and uh recently i've been marathon training and that um, I, relationship podcast, uh, one came on about conflict, and there have been a few before. Mm-hmm. And this one person said, basically what I've said is it helps you know where the problems are. And they're right. like, yeah, conflict's great, actually. It helps you know what you need to work on. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to send this to Martha and Shore. Oh, my God, <laughs> They covered the same topics that we did, yeah. but with adult relationships. Yeah. So it was really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. I thought you were going to be like, and then I got to a really hard part in my run, and I was like, oh, conflict is good. Let's no. be nowhere. No. Go- no. Nope. Okay. <laughs> it went in a different direction. Cool. Surprise. Anyway, we end each episode with a fun story or yes. quote, and Katie has brought one. Yes. Very topical. <laughs> this one day, uh, it, was, it was a lunch that was particularly difficult. With this child, because the child was having, like, leftover meatloaf. We did leftovers mm-hmm. two days a week in that family. And um, didn't love leftover meatloaf, but that was what that child had chosen. So right. that was what they were having. And uh, they were done, and we were clearing our dishes, as we do. And uh, the child put their foot on the trash can to open the lid, but their plate was right over the trash can. Oh, no. So they hit that firmly as you do (laughs) the trash can lid hit the plate the plate moved upwards like a like a (laughs) swinging door almost and it was it was totally hilarious and beautiful it was like fireworks (laughs) of meatloaf and green beans all over the kitchen and I laughed which was the wrong move and I was like okay let's clean it up and the child was like no and I was like yeah after we make a mess we clean it up I was like it's okay you're not in trouble but we do need to clean it up the child was like you clean it up you did it which side note right children will say if they feel upset Mm -hmm. and they feel bad about something they did they will blame somebody else even though like we all saw we all saw that was you I'm way over here at the sink but because right. um, it makes them feel better to think that they didn't do that. And sometimes they can bait you into arguing about that <laughs> instead of... <laughs> that's, act- that's true. It is true. Most of the time it's like they're afraid of... Yes. Yeah, but also, yeah, if we can distract... Older, right. older kids yeah. will try to... Yeah, Because yeah. their they're redirections yeah, are smarter. smart. Deflecting. Yeah, deflecting. Um, and I was like, actually, I didn't do it. I was like, you can clean it up. I'm happy to help you. And then this child was just like, no, I'm not. And like we were just getting, we were like ratcheting it up every time. And at one point, I was like, "Okay, um, I'm feeling really frustrated. I'm starting to get angry." And because we had been talking about cool down times, and I was like, "I need a cool down time. I'm gonna go into the other room, and um, I'm gonna be in there. And I, I love you. I'm not <laughs> mad at you. 
but I need to go in there because I don't want to say anything that's mean. And right. I can feel myself getting really upset. So I'm going to be in there. So I'm going <laughs> to the other room. And this child is like wailing, had been wailing the whole time we were talking about this. The dog comes in and this child stops wailing. It goes, Katie? And I was like, yes. And they were like, can I come in there too? And I was like, yes, of course. I would love for you to come in. And the child stops crying entirely. <laughs> does not come in and then like a minute goes by and I'm like oh, okay what's happening yeah. so I like stand up and the kid comes in and they're like I cleaned it up and it was like this amazing it was it was so hilarious the child loves hearing the story now um, but it was it was funny to see that like I took I needed the calm down uh -huh. time the child realized maybe they needed the calm down time mm -hmm. and when the child realized that I wasn't like ostracizing them that they could right. come in it was like oh okay so I'll clean this up now and I was yeah. like it's Just, amazing. It was so fun. So many parts. The fireworks of meatloaf was. You know, amazing. I hear opera in the background yes, when I was, imagine it. it. It was like that. It was like it moved in slow motion. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it was so beautiful. Well, thank you, Katie. Yes, my pleasure. This was wonderful. Thank you. I As always. <laughs> and thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. The Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.